everyone, this is Paige and welcome back to the So Rude Podcast. I hope you're having a great day. It is extremely snowy out right now where I am located. I hate the snow, not a fan of winter weather whatsoever. And so what better way to spend my time than to hop on here and record a podcast episode? Today, I'm going to be talking about a hobby that really interests me, which is reading. For as long as I can remember, reading has been a hobby that I've adored. My grandmother was an elementary school teacher, and she had a love of reading, still does. She always shared her passion for reading with me whenever I would go and visit her. We would go to the local Borders or Barnes & Noble or a library. We always went and picked out books together. When I was younger, I used to get teased a lot because I would always carry a book with me. So that was just something that marked my childhood. And the reason I wanted to talk about it today is because life is stressful. Books offer the ability to escape from your day-to-day life. I wanted to talk about reading because not only is it my favorite hobby, but it is unfortunately one that I've really struggled to find the time. So if you're anything like me, you have a hobby when you're younger and the older you get, first it's school, and then it's college, and now it's a job because you get done work and you're exhausted, and the last thing you want to do is feel like you have to sit down for endless amounts of time. So the first thing I want to say is if you are a reader and you haven't been reading for a while, maybe this is your little nudge to get back to it. It's such a great thing. I read this quote, and it said that reading a $10 book is like borrowing the mind of the writer. You can read a book and learn so much. I'm also a big advocate that if you don't like a book, you don't like a book. People get into such debates because people don't like the same books. It's kind of like movies and music and ice cream. People like different things and that's okay. However, if you've always wanted to become a reader, sometimes the hardest part is picking a book and knowing, well, what's going to be good? And that's why it's my personal opinion that it's nice to get some suggestions. It will help you at least with a starting point. Try going online. Read the summary on Amazon or Wikipedia. Don't read the plot because then you'll know what happens and then there's no point in reading the book. There's a lot of surprises that the book has to offer. Take a look online. See what people are recommending. Sometimes things like the Oprah Winfrey list or the Reese Witherspoon book list. Those are great places to start too, but Today, I'm going to share with you what are some of my favorite books, and maybe they'll inspire you to read some of them. The first is my favorite business book. So it took me until graduating undergrad. I was in my first full-time job, and I started reading business books. And I don't remember why it happened, but I am so happy I did, because While there is a part of me that's kind of entrepreneurial, I think a lot of things that you can learn in the business book can apply to your day-to-day job as well. And so the first one I wanted to mention is The Power of Broke by Damon John. This is certainly not the first time I've spoken about this book. I think it's phenomenal. It's one of the early business books that I read, and I'm so happy that I did. It gave me a lot of inspiration, and it really explains to the reader that you don't need to have a million dollars in reserve or a couple hundred thousand dollars in reserve to start a business. You can start with something as simple as whatever you have in your pocket and just really hustle to make it work. And I love the personal stories that he includes. He talks a lot about his interviews that he had with other entrepreneurs, other people that utilized the power of broke to get their businesses off the ground. So fun. You hear about some businesses that maybe you've heard of, but you never knew the background story. 
I really recommend that one. It was such an easy read. I love his writing style. I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of, I write the way I speak. And I really appreciate that. Sometimes authors feel the need to overcomplicate things to make themselves seem smarter. And it's like, I already trust that you're smart. I just want to hear the message. And so he definitely writes in a very easy to understand way. And that's definitely one business book I recommend you read. The other business book, which isn't aimed so much at starting your own business as much as just ways to improve yourself in the workforce is called The First 90 Days. This was a book that I read when I was working somewhere. I thought I was going to be getting a new job. It ended up not happening at the time. However, the skills and the tips and the pointers that this book recommended to me applies at no matter what level you're at, whether you're the C-suite or someone more entry level, these are great tips that you can take with yourself no matter what your position is at whatever place you decide to work. So those are two business books. I have a bunch more, but I wanted to keep this list pretty simple so I didn't overwhelm anyone. The next topic, which kind of fits with business, is finance. And so I personally read a bunch of finance books because there was a time, it was also during my first full-time job out of college, when I was making a decent salary, but I noticed that I was living really paycheck to paycheck. And upon reflection, I figured out there was no reason I needed to be. I was certainly bringing home enough that I didn't need to live paycheck to paycheck, especially worrying about little things like picking up milk or having to get gas before the next payday. So I started researching what are ways that I can improve my finances, and I ended up reading a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This was written by Robert Kay. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name because I don't want to get it wrong. Other guests on my show have also mentioned this book serving as the starting line for their awareness around their own personal finances and even business finances. This is such a phenomenal book. In my graduate program, I really wanted to teach a class on this book because I just thought it was so powerful and the and the messages that it was teaching are just so relevant to any age, but in particular college students, they have a lot of time on their hands. While I didn't get to teach that class, I'm still going to strongly recommend this book. I think it's phenomenal. A lot of people have quoted it because it's a really good book. Another finance book that I really liked was called The Recovering Spender. Liked how the story talked about one person's individual experience. It was a woman and she had gotten so into debt and she didn't know how she was going to get herself out of debt. This book kind of talked about not only what happened to her, why she got into debt and how she got out of debt, but what are some skills that she was using to stay out of debt. And I think for a lot of people that that's really important. So The Recovering Spender is another finance related book that I would recommend. So those are kind of your more nonfiction business style. I wanted to get into some fiction because I love fiction. And that was the whole point of loving to read when I was little. You got to go into these worlds with these characters and it was just such an exciting moment. So my favorite fiction books. And again, I broke this down by category. The first is action thriller mystery. I am not a huge fan of this category. Very rarely do I read books in this genre. So if you're looking for tips on that, I probably won't be the best person for you. However, Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn was phenomenal. And if you watch the movie and you think you know it, I'm telling you, you don't. There are so many twists and turns and the author just keeps you on your toes the entire way. So I strongly recommend reading that book. I 
brought it with me on vacation. I went with my family. I think we were in Mexico. And I literally wouldn't even get off the beach chair to go into the water. And then, of course, you finish one chapter and you just have to keep reading. It was such a phenomenal book. Really held my attention well. The story was great. The plot development was great. So I really recommend Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn. The next category is romance. And this particular book is actually new to me. It's called The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. I had went to a Barnes and Noble and I had asked the person behind the counter for some recommendations because like I said, when we started this episode, it's so important to get recommendations from other people. And it doesn't mean you're going to definitely like it, but it's certainly a great place to start. The person that I was talking to, she loved this book. She said it's her hands down favorite book. And then when you start hearing things like that, you kind of get a little bit wary and you're like, "Mm, is it really? Is it really that good? It was so good. I sat down and finished the entire book in one day. It was a great story. I loved the characters. I loved the plot and it kept my attention the whole time through. I also have a habit that when I was younger, I read a lot of young adult and it's so hard jumping from young adult to fiction because it's just so varied. And so this was a great transition from a young adult book to an adult book. I think you'll like it too. So The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. My next book is one that I've loved for such a long time. However, it is so sad. So you have to be prepared to read a sad book, Marley and Me by John Grogan. I didn't realize I chose another book that was made into a movie. I personally believe you can love the movie and you can love the book and they're different. The book was just fantastic. I've read it multiple times over the years. I am a fan of rereading books. And so if I can reread a book, I know I've really liked it. It was so sad. I cried many times and it was such a great escape. I just love books like that when you can really get into the story. So Marley and Me is one of my sad book recommendations. And to close it off, because I've given you a lot of book recommendations today, I wanted to talk about some of my favorite authors. And these are people that I couldn't choose just one book. I like so many in their collection. So the first is if you're looking for young adult, or you just want an easy beach read, Sarah Dezen hands down, one of my favorite authors. I've read every single book, love her work. I think what's so cool about her stories is that every single book is a standalone. However, the background characters and some of the places are all interconnected. She's created this world where the store clerk in one book becomes the main character in another. And you start to see these little Easter eggs that have been dropped throughout the series. And I like that. I think that's a nod to her fans and it helps add even more to the stories that you're reading. So I just love all of her books. Another author that I really like, but again, didn't really pick up on him too much until I was older, was Mitch Alboom. He wrote the book Tuesdays with Mari. So a lot of people may have read this either in high school or college. I didn't. I didn't read any of his work until I was out of college just looking for some book suggestions. And I had heard that Tuesdays with Mari was a really good book. So I read it. His writing, and you'll see this if you ever like pick up one of his books in stores, some of his books are so small, but they pack such a punch and the life lessons that you learn and you really kind of close those books and have one of those self-reflective moments. Really like that when I read a book and it kind of sits with you, you're not already jumping on to the next book. And finally, I have to conclude with my hands down ultimate 
favorite series of all time that will hold a place in my heart forever. And that is the Harry Potter series with JK Rowling. Now I love this series. I've read it countless times. And if you talk to people that have read the book, they'll always say that the movies and the books are different. Now, I agree. However, I won't be mad at you if you've only ever seen the movies. That's your choice. But I will say that you're missing out on such a world of creativity. The books that she wrote, she created such a world and it's so detailed. And naturally, some of those books are 400 plus pages, 700 plus pages. And the movies are only what? Between two and three hours long? There's no way they can fit even a quarter of the detail into those movies that she fit into the books. And frankly, I'm watching some of these movies and I'm like, oh, I know why they did that. And you reference something that happens in the book. And I think for someone that's never read the book, how in the world would they get that clue? Again, another little nod to the readers of the book and dropping little Easter eggs for them. In graduate school, I wrote a couple of papers on it. I feel like I talked about it a couple of times just because there's so much in there. And it relates to every age. So a lot of people think, well, if I didn't read it when I was younger, I'm not going to be able to read it now. Do not believe that whatsoever. Rereading the series, you will pick up on different things than someone in their teens will as a young adult. And even as an older adult, I think there is so much layered in those stories that you will find something in there that you like, I promise the people that have read the books and the movies, people get asked this question, which is your favorite? So in my personal opinion, my favorite book is The Goblet of Fire. This is the fourth book in the series. It was the true turning point where it went from kind of like a fun child story to, okay, there's some depth here and there's there's a lot going on. There's interfamily conflict and there's past conflict. There's death. It kind of took its first dip into the darkness, more strong, complex emotions. And so my favorite book is Goblet of Fire, but my favorite movie is Prisoner of Azkaban. That's the third in the series. And my least favorite book in the series is the seventh book, The Deathly Hollows. The reason the seventh book is my least favorite is because The book dragged. I think it was done creatively for a purpose because for the first half of the book, the characters are camping. They're waiting for something to happen. And I think that waiting and that longing really transferred well as a reader because you're waiting and you're longing and you're like, is anything going to happen or am I going to read 200 pages of them camping in the woods? And you do probably even more than that. There was a lot of action in the end. And I guess part of me, I just wish that it was spread out a little bit more throughout. But again, it closes the series. so You can't completely hate it. But if I had to say which one was my least favorite, I would probably say number seven, Deathly Hollows. And that concludes my book recommendations today. I think books are so important and vital. And if you can, you should read as many as you can because you get so much out of them. The authors put so much time and energy into writing really creative stories. I will say if you're reading a book and you don't like it, just stop reading it. It took me so long to get to that point, but I always used to feel once you started a book, you had to finish it. No, you don't. If you got what you needed out of that book or you realize it's not for you, don't read it. Don't force yourself. Instead, find another book So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the So Rude Podcast. I hope you were able to take away some book recommendations from today's episode. If not, this episode helped to encourage you to go back to your bookshelf that maybe you haven't touched in a while and start to find the books that mean the most to you. I'd love to hear what books are your favorite and what you're reading right now. 
So please make sure to reach out on social media. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the So Rude podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're doing your listening, because then you'll know when all my episodes go live. It's just a great way to be as up to date as possible. You can also find me on Instagram at so rude.podcast. Please make sure to reach out and connect. I love hearing from you guys. As always, have a fantastic day and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.